Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Baseball Live. We're here every Sunday evening talking the game of baseball, talking the game of fantasy baseball, talking whatever the heck we want to talk about. And as usual, I am here with my good friend and companion, Mr. Tim McLeod. Timmy, how are you? Good, good. What's this uh, here this evening? It's still afternoon where I'm at, Rich. Ah, yes, you are still in Arizona. Tim, how has Arizona been treating you? Arizona has been treating me absolutely great, Rich. I have a, having a great time. I, I'm missing the cold and snow that I'm sure I'm getting at home, but, you know, I'm getting over it slowly but surely. How, when do you leave? We're heading out tomorrow morning. We're going to take a full five days on the way back. We did it on three days. Uh, it, was, it was sort of a put-together-at-the-last-minute sort of thing, and we did it in, on three, in three days on the way down. That's averaging oh, a little over 700 miles a day, and we're going to take our time on the way home. Yeah, don't blame me. Anything fun on the way home? Um, well, uh, apparently, rumor has it, we're going to stop at a casino or two, so Kathy is saying, that sounds like fun. And uh, I've always wanted to get a picture of myself uh, Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. So we got to pull off the road. I got. I just have to do it, Rich. I have to. Wow, that's a great Eagle song there, Timmy. So uh, take it easy. I played that. Uh, I played that somewhere. Right? It was India when I played in India a couple of years ago. I did that song. Take it easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I've I've driven by Winslow so many times and. I just have to do it once. I have to have a picture, okay? <laughs> just as evidence. I saw you with, I saw you with a lot of, uh, a lot of pictures being taken. Well, some selfies with some listeners, I'm assuming, or just uh, you mm. and the and, and the random fan. Tell us a little bit about that. Who did you see out there? Well, yeah, met uh, a good friend of the podcast and a regular on the Facebook page, Daniel uh, Bayless. He lives in Arizona and had a nice chat with him. Uh, I didn't manage to run into him uh, last night at the game, but I certainly looked for him. And, uh, Rich, 
I am, I am totally embarrassed here, okay? And, and, and this is probably one of the worst things I have ever, ever done. Uh, I don't even know if fessing up to this makes it even worse or better, but uh, can I give it a go? Tim, you've done a lot of embarrassing things. Should, should I ch- uh, check some of them off, or just you want to go ahead and <laughs> let's see if this one tops them all? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, last night I'm at the ballpark, and, the, and I'm talking to, like, three, four different pe- people, and this gentleman comes up to me, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's wearing our T-shirt. Done awesome. like dinner. <laughs> yeah, it, it is totally awesome, and and I've got a picture of the two of us, okay? Uh-huh. But here here's the problem, okay? I can't remember his name. Oh, no, Isn't that the worst? Uh-huh. Isn't that the worst, <laughs> worst thing, okay? Like, I scoured through the Facebook page, all the names. Kathy is just laughing at me. And, man, I'm starting to show my age. And, you know, I, I, I have to apologize. This gentleman's from the West Coast and, and a, heck of a, a heck of a nice individual. And, you know, wearing our T-shirt to an HQ event, like, it, hey, it generated, some, it generated some conversation. And, you know what, uh, I know you're going to listen to this podcast, and I know you applied to the Listener League. Please reach out to me because I really, really feel about as low and bad as I possibly can. So uh, I'm apologizing in advance, but please reach out. I want to post that picture of the two of us, but I'd like to attach a name to it. And, and hey, my old-timers old, old is kicking in, Rich. Uh, Howie Fields, would that be it? Ah, uh, I don't know. I, I will. It, yeah, like I said, he applied for the league, and he's a uh, an optometrist, I believe, in on the West Coast. Oh, that would be Doctor Josh. There we go, Josh. Okay, I'm sorry, Josh. Kathy's <laughs> sitting in the background here, and she's just laughing at me, eh? Let's see. It would be Josh Miller. I I got Josh. There we go. Okay. I knew as soon as I heard the name, it would ring a bell. And by by the way, now that I've totally Josh Miller, Kath. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, we're not doing any we're not doing any car bits today. Okay, Kathy's just sitting in the background, just laughing at me or with me. No, it's at me. You're not, it's at now me. you're not driving, are you, Timmy? Uh, no, no. I'm I'm hey, hey I'm sitting here at a. I had me on a computer chair with the computer open, trying to find the show, and I'll probably I'll probably get lost trying to find it. I almost ended up in Mexico the other night. Man, I am I'm losing it. Tell us about that, Timmy. Tell me tell me how you almost wound up in Mexico since Arizona is quite a distance. Phoenix is quite a distance from Mexico, Timmy. You must have driven a long way. <laughs> well, I got on, got on the right road, but uh, I you know I, I did realize I was I was going from. Our hotel, which is just off of uh, the 101 Loop on 17, and uh, we were heading to Scottsdale, and mm-hmm. it was dark. It was at night, and I just got lost and ended up zigging a couple times when I should have zagged. And uh, you know, I, I got to get that uh, OnStar fixed in the vehicle. I, it, <laughs> I, like I said, the memory's good, but the recall, Rich, man, oh man, she's well, Timmy, fast. Timmy, do you- do you know that you can use the uh, Maps app on your iPhone, and you just plug it in there, and she 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 directs you right to where you need to be? Well, yeah. There's only one small problem with that, Rich. Uh, right. We left on such short notice. 
I uh, I have all my all the U.S. Uh, data. Everything's blocked out. Mm. So I've got I've got no data on my cell phone simply because I learned the hard way the first time I was down here. If you don't pick uh, up a, a secondary plan on your phone, it's all like I think I got a hundred and fifty buck bill. Yeah, that's for that. You got to wait cheap, Timmy. It's very very expensive. If a lot of people don't know that, it's 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 a ten dollars a megabyte, Tim, which is not very much. I mean, you can quickly chew up some stuff but yeah get a yeah get a data plan when you're in the u.s and then use google maps or something or waves or something like that and that'll that'll take you right to where you need to be well yeah that would that would have solved the problem like it was so short notice we got tires on the car on friday rich okay mm-hmm. and they're supposed to re- be retorqued because they're aluminum uh aluminum rims and they have to be retorqued at 50 kilometers so the guy who does the work on my car the garage he gave me a torque wrench and t- because he was concerned. So I'm carrying around this four-foot torque wrench in the back of my car to retorque my tires. What is retorque? I have no idea what retorque means. To my, I, honestly, I've never heard the, the – I know what torque is, but why do you have to retorque rims? Be, uh, well, the lug nuts on, on your tires, uh-huh. they're just concerned because they're alum- aluminum rims that they might loosen off. So after 50 oh. miles, you're supposed to you're supposed to check them with a with a torque wrench. Oh, so you just have to tighten them a little bit if they got loose. Well, yeah, more more or less, yeah. But it, it's not every day you go on vacation carrying a torque wrench that you don't own, yeah. right? Oh, <laughs> Again, I got it. the follies of Tim. <laughs> oh wow! So Tim, you've had you've had quite a visit. So you've met some listeners. You can't remember their names. Uh, you've almost gotten mm. lost. Did, did you? And it rained. Yeah. I, I I saw a lot of posts that it never rains in the desert, Timmy. But of course, when you went, it rained. Well, like it, you know, we got this humongous cloud of dust that just sort of billowed in like a cloud, and like it just didn't rain. Like it poured buckets. Uh, uh, my good friend Steve Steve Gardner from USA Today, he flew in in the middle of that, and he said it's the only the second time he's been on a flight where everybody applauded when they landed. That's yeah. how bad the wind was blowing and the rain and everything else. It was it was crazy. We I could have gone body surfing out in the parking lot here. There was a lake. That's how that's how much rain we got. Wow! Really. Well, yeah, and there was lightning, and you know, it's it's just a good thing I'm not made out of sugar. Or I never would have made it to the car. <laughs> Timmy, you got to come earlier with me next time. It's uh, it's it's still summertime, and you don't have any of these crazy things yet. Uh, that first week in uh, October, the first week in October when they're playing, uh, it's it's definitely a different experience. No no rain at all because it's still 95 degrees. Now you'll burn up, but you'll it'll be 95 degrees. Well, yeah, and you know, next year I, I, I'm thinking of taking a full month and heading down here, and definitely arriving a little bit earlier. Rich, uh, it also improves the odds of seeing players while you're down here as well, doesn't it? So, well, let's just talk about it. To me, I know we spent a lot of time in the Arizona Fall League, but I know we did a preview of it. Uh, I talked about it when I was there. So let's just talk about. I mean, we've we've heard your, uh, the. Um, some of the fun stuff you did. Why don't you tell a little bit about the baseball stuff you did? Maybe, uh, why don't you, let me just quiz you a couple of things. Maybe, first of all, how many games okay. did you get a chance to see? Uh, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five games. Oh, good. And you saw the, the fall star game last night. 
Yeah, that was that was number five. That was the uh, that was the last event of the week. Yeah. And so first first things first, six dollars a ticket, right, for the old man? Is that uh, is that how much it cost you? Well, actually, it, it it's six bucks uh, six bucks for the old man, but we didn't even pay last night. Somebody left a whole stack of tickets, and we just walked up and. Uh, I walked, of course, to the wrong gate. Did I mention I'm geographically challenged? <laughs> no, no, you did not. <laughs> so anyhow, I had the wrong gate, and I said, uh, we got to go around the tickets, uh, around the corner for tickets, right? And he says, ah, oh, no, somebody left a stack of uh, tickets here. Uh, just take one. You're on your way. So uh, we got in free last night, which, which is even wow. better than being a senior, right? Wow, that's even better, Timmy. That's uh, that's impressive. So, so how many people were? Was it full last night? It was that surprise, correct? Yeah, no, it wasn't. There, I think the attendance was somewhere around fifty-three, fifty-four hundred. It was a good crowd, but let's face it: when you go to the other end of the world, you don't have the same drawing power as you do, say, a talking stick. And I think, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, hey, it's surprise. It's it's nice out there. It's a nice park, but. From Scottsdale, which is where a lot of people were staying, um, it's a good drive. You're looking at an hour yeah, drive, and it is. you're it looking is. at rush the, hour traffic. It's not the greatest of uh, of areas either, so uh, Scottsdale is a, a lot nicer. And how many, like when you went to the other four games, how many people attended that those games? Well, I was in I was in shock when I got to Scottsdale last night because there were actually 1,600 people there. Was Tim Tebow for playing? a regular? Uh, no, actually he wasn't. No. Uh, yeah. And I guess we could talk about him a little bit later, but no, there was, there was 1600 there for the rest of the games. There was about 350, 400 people. I guess there was nothing going on in Scottsdale last, uh, or two nights ago, or was it last night? Yeah. Two nights ago. And everybody decided to go to the ball game. And you know what? Uh, everybody's a senior there. At least it appeared to me that yeah, most were anyways. Yeah. I know, I know. So, Timmy, so so tell me, give me a couple of players that you liked. I saw your post out on Facebook to so have a sense for some of the players that you like. So give me some players that you wanted to see and you wound up being impressed with what you saw. Well, I think that the one player that, that probably impressed me the most, because I really wasn't looking – looking for him or, or, or looking to, you know, to scout him or anything, is, is Garrett Stubbs for the Astros. Uh, man, I, I really liked what I saw, Rich. Have you, have you seen him? Or, I have. I uh, have. In your I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Little, little catcher, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy's 5'10", 175, according to the sheet, but I, I think they lie. Uh, well, he he looks a little bit smaller. Yeah, he looked a little bit smaller than that, but... You know, the first thing I noticed was he scored. He scored in the first inning, uh, squared up good, hit the ball well, and he's rounding third base. And I'm thinking, hey, I got to check this middle infielder out. He's got pretty good wheels, and it wasn't a middle infielder. It was Garrett Stubbs. And yeah, but he's he's uh, new. Was, to, he's new to catching. He's new to catching, Timmy. So he used to be a middle infielder. So you are correct, and he's got a little bit of speed. Huh. Um, and I, I think he's a nice little player. That the Astros have a re, still a very, very good farm system, and guys that you you don't even think they're players out there, and then this Garrett Stubbs kind of comes up and, and bites you, and he's actually pretty good. Well, yeah, and you, you know, last year he made it to Double A, hit mm-hmm. ten home runs along the way, fifteen stolen bases, and the Astros' catching situation is made up of 
Jason Castro and Gaddis, maybe? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it's not a position of strength. So I, I really liked what I saw out of him. Yeah, that's, that's a good call, Timmy. Who else? Did you see? Uh, did you Jared see uh, Laurie? Did you saw? Did you saw see Lariano? Uh, his uh, you know the other Astros guy that was out there was playing very well at the beginning of the AFL. I don't think he's doing as well. Uh, no, Lariano's gone. He uh, three of the players that I didn't see that I wanted to. Moncada was one. He's gone. Lariano was gone uh, by the time I got here. Didn't get a chance to see him. Didn't get a chance to see Verdugo and his 140 batting average. And, of course, Austin Meadows never made it. But, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to see uh, Lariano because I wanted to badly. But uh, uh, he was uh, he was off the roster. Yeah, it's a shame. He, he, I mean, I, I had a lot – somebody from the Astros organization told me to keep an eye on him because they, they really liked him. So uh, I, I was really, really impressed with that. So give me some other players, Timmy, that you liked. Not Jared Miller, my man crush continues. Uh, I really liked uh, what I saw out of Miller. Uh, he finally allowed a run last night, but he's still leading the league in strikeouts. And even after allowing uh, the home run to Bellinger last night, he proceeded to strike out the side. So I don't think he was too rattled by it. But uh, It was quite I, a home I, I run, Tim. <laughs> that, was, that was not a cheapie. <laughs> Uh, oh no, no! It definitely was not a cheapy. Uh, uh, Bellinger made him pay for a mistake, but what was nice was the fact that uh, he struck out the side after that. And I, I think there's an opportunity for Miller uh, based on the change in regi- regime in Arizona and the fact that uh, they don't have much of a bullpen right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean he's a big guy, six foot six or six foot seven, funky delivery, yeah. stuff's just okay. Yep. Uh, but he's a lefty, right? So, um, so he's you know it's good yeah, stuff. I mean, he, he'll, he'll make my top ten in Arizona. But he's, I mean, I wouldn't consider him an elite prospect by any stretch. But uh, you know, hey, he's striking out guys, and he whipped through three or four uh, levels last year. So definitely somebody that uh, was ineffective as a starter, and then he moved to the bullpen, yep. and things started to click for him. Yeah, Bradley Zimmer, I loved. Okay, I, I I like everything. I like everything about what I saw. I, you know, I I I arrived, you know, into the I think it was third fourth inning in Scottsdale because of my follies on the highway, and I just sat down and watched him spank one to left field. Uh, uh, I like the power. Uh, I like the speed. And last night in the Fall Star game, he threw two, one from fairly deep in center field uh, to home plate and nailed it on one hop. So. I, I like the arm, and you know, you look at Cleveland, and you got a combination next year potentially heading into the season of what Brantley, Na- Naquin, and Chisenhall. Yeah, Chisenhall, they got to do something there. I mean, Timmy, he's 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 offensively just an okay player, and defensively, I think got really exposed uh, in in the World Series and actually all of the playoffs. So. Uh, Bradley Zimmer is a guy, depending on what they do with like, the bargaining agreement, could be up by midseason at the latest. Maybe they change the CBA around, which has to be ratified here in the next two months. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes along. Um, but, Timmy, he's, he's got really bad lefty splits. I don't know if you had a chance to see him against a lefty, but he, can't hit, he cannot hit lefties. Okay, no, I I didn't uh, I didn't look into the splits or anything. This was just observations from the games that I saw him playing, and everything I saw about him I liked. Uh, 
you know, hey, if the splits are bad and I didn't catch him against a lefty, well, you know, say la, say la vie. But uh, I, I, like I saw him against I, I saw him against three different lefties and uh, swung and missed strikeouts three times in a row. Different pitchers, all lefties, three strikeouts in a row. Mm. Ah, he's consistent. I'll give him that then, right? <laughs> he's consistent, yeah. But uh, there's definitely power and speed there, Timmy. You're right. Who else did you like? Uh, oh, Honeywell. Uh, he, yeah. he, he, opened, he, he started last night. And uh, between bringing it in at 95-96 and mixing in the odd 79-80 screw, well, he absolutely, absolutely schooled uh, Torres in the first inning. Yeah, I almost I almost felt bad for him. You know, he he's throwing the fastball in low to mid nineties, and then he throws two two screwballs, one at seventy nine, the other at eighty, and then comes back with ninety five. And you know, Torres just sort of walks back to the walks back to the the, the bench and say la vie. Uh, I was impressed that the range in speeds that he can bring between that screwball. And the fastball, it it's gonna cause it's gonna cause some hitters. Uh, to shake their heads a bit, I think, Rich. Yeah, it's an he's an interesting pitcher, Timmy, because I mean, obviously, he's going to have more trouble with arm side guys, which is you know not typically what you see. So yeah. he's going to be very good against glove side guys, but that's usually uh, that's usually your strength. So it'll be interesting to see how it's all going to shake out because you got to get balls going away from you. So I think it's going to come down to how good his curve and slider is. I don't know if he threw any of those last night, but uh, I'd be anxious to, to hear a report on that. Yeah, no, I, uh, it, it was, it was mainly the, uh, the, that 79, 80 mile an hour screwball. It sort of, sort of made a mess of things. Kopech, uh, you know, first pitch 100 miles an hour, then he worked 96, 97, very efficient. Uh, uh, whether he's a starter, a closer, I think they're going to work him as a as a starter and hope that he can, you know, he can thrive in that role. But the arm is he's good. He's good. The arm is the real deal, Rich. I think. Yeah, he's got he's got a definitely got a fast arm, Timmy. The thing that has impressed me the most, he is not a big guy. I mean, he's, he's, you see him up there in the mound, it's like, I mean, he's, he's kind of thin and he just, just has tremendous recoil and can, can really bring it. So uh, I know they're still working him as a starter. It'll be interesting because usually hitting, you know, consistent triple digits, unless you're low a guard, that usually means you're going to be in the bullpen. Yeah, it, 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 it usually does. Uh, like I said, I, 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 he was dominant last night. He really was. Yeah. He, 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 yeah, who else he did, owned who, it. Who, then. who else did you Go like? Ahead. Who else did you like? Who else did I like? Uh, I liked uh, Isan Diaz. He impressed me. Uh, Isan uh, Diaz. Squared up. Yeah, Isan. Sorry. Yeah. Why, yep. why not pronounce his name wrong right off the bat, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's all right, Timmy. We, we brutalize uh, Loriano as well. It's L-A-U-R-E-N. A N O, and uh, I heard him saying on the ad- uh, public address announcement, but I can't remember how they said it. But uh, I'm sure we've butchered his name for sure. Oh, g- g- guaranteed. Uh, uh, O'Neill, you know, he, he hit a lot of home well, tell me, runs. Wait a minute, tell me what you year. tell me what you liked about tell me what you liked about Ice and Diaz. I like the wheels. I like the glove. He squared up really, really well in hitting a double in the one game I saw him playing. Uh, 
he's young, but uh, I think the Brewers are going to be very, very happy with him at second base. And it could come a little bit sooner than maybe some would be anticipating. Yeah, he's one of the younger guys that were there, Tim. I think he's only low A, so he's only completed low A. Of course, he started off in the Diamondbacks organization, but they have no idea what they're doing. So they moved him <laughs> in – I th- oh, they moved him in the um, – uh, and the Jean Sakura trade. So he was the main guy going back. And, you know, obviously right. the Diamondbacks made out with Sakura was very good last year. But I, I think Isaac Diaz is going to be, I don't want to say equally as good. I think he has a chance to be very good, though. I agree with you, Timmy. Ah, awesome. Tyler Rogers, you ever seen him pitch, Rich? Tyler Rogers. I thought you were to say Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Tyler Rogers, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, fascinating to watch. Uh, uh, 82 mile an hour fastball, and his off speed stuff is 68, 69 miles an hour. Okay, he got, okay. He got some saves. He got some saves at AAA. Uh, fascinating to watch because he's he's a pure sidewinder. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so knee knee shot kind of. Uh, early. Well, he's he's definitely. You might want to call him a, a submariner. He's he's way way down there. Uh, yeah. And it was fascinating to watch, but uh, after after getting a couple strikeouts against uh, uh, right-handed batters, he w- he was yanked. Uh, I think we have a Rugie in the making, but he's fun to watch. He was fun to watch, but uh, I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in him. Uh, Kevin Crone is definitely CJ's brother. There's no doubt there. Very much <laughs> yes. the same <laughs> same body type. Yeah, so just just back on those uh, sidewinders, Timmy. There, it's interesting. Those guys become rugies or loogies because it's very difficult to pick up when you're going against, uh, you know, arm side, so arm side batter, so right on right, so you just can't see it. But yeah. lefties, because you're coming so far on the side, they get a huge look at that. So that's why Nishak has ever been a closer, and O'Day is all you've always been concerned about him. But man, you put him in the right situation, and they could be dominant. Well, exactly. Uh, but let's face it: against a left-handed bat, uh, 68, 69 mile an hour breaking stuff and 82 mile an hour fastballs. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen, Rich. No, I don't either. Who else did you like, Timmy? Yeah, who else did I like? Uh, did you get a chance to see O'Neal, Gomber of at all? Did you have a chance to see Gomber, yeah, I did. the St. Louis guy? He's okay. Yeah. I was imp- I was impressed. He's got that. Uh, he comes w- he comes over the top, like not Josh Coleman or over the top, but definitely definitely he's over the top uh, with his fastball and the velocity was good. He's I think he's up to four wins now and uh, yeah I was I was I was impressed. Yeah, I I I I had never really seen him pitch. He didn't make my top ten list. I almost snuck him in after I seen seen him pitch. I mean he's probably a back of the rotation guy, but. Uh, he was better than I thought he was, so it's definitely a name to to, to keep on uh, keep on your list, Timmy, because he'll probably be up sometime next year. Yeah, I I think uh, I think the potential's there, definitely. Uh, O'Neill, uh, better wheels than I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. He motors he motors pretty good. The stolen base numbers aren't there, but uh, he stole he stole one last night in the Fall Star game, and uh, you know when you look at the Seattle outfield, there's an opportunity there as well. So I, I think O'Neill could be fairly uh, on the fast track. What's the first thing? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you saw Willie Calhoun? Um, 
it was it was funny. I'm just, I'm just reading what I wrote, and it was like portly, stout. Um, <laughs> it's a bad body. Like he's, he, <laughs> it's a he's bad got, body. He, you know, he's he's like a a, a mini me of Mad Adams. How's that? Wow, that, Ooh, fair, huh? that hurts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. He's a he's a big boy, and that's he's got some pop, man, for sure. But uh, it's when when people talk bad bodies. You talk Willie Calhoun, and it's just like it's it's not good. <laughs> well, no, like they they got him listed at five eight, and I don't know if he's five eight. He looks a little shorter than that, but one eighty seven, like uh, no way, no, no, he's not one eighty seven. <laughs> so <laughs> I, w- I would give him a little bit more than that, but at, even at five eight, one eighty seven is a pretty hefty body type, and. Like, I, I looked at him walking up there, and I'm sort of shaking my head. And, you know, here's a kid in the Fall Stars game, and, like, the body type wasn't there. And then I think it was a second pitch in. He smacked one 400 feet uh, to right center and sort of jogged around the bases. And I did some looking afterwards. He hit 27 home runs last year at Double uh, A, But uh, He did yeah. indeed hit 30 home runs, I think, in college, in junior college, before he got drafted. So, mm. So a guy's got more pop than than you think, and so you see him, and then you realize he's got a little, he's got a big butt, Tim. So there, he's got some, he's got some chance to push it hard out there. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say big might be an understatement, Rich. Uh, yeah, you know, for a little for sure. guy, he, he's big, big all over the place, eh? And uh, yeah, it, it it was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, he, he really caught me off guard when he when he hit that one. He it, it, who did you like? like? Okay. <laughs> Who didn't you like? Who, who didn't I like? You know what? Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Alford is a finely tuned physical specimen. He, yeah. He's got tool, toolsy written all over the place, but, man, that swing's long. And yeah. it's violent. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not sold. I, I think we can see one of two directions happening with Alford. And... Uh, I I just wasn't I was impressed but I wasn't does that make sense yeah I mean Timmy I've seen him as well I, I saw him out there and uh, he's my number one guy in Toronto uh, above uh, Sean Reed Foley and uh, and even above Vlad Guerrero Jr uh, because right. if if he can hit Timmy which is a big if that guy has yep. a chance to be a fantasy stud man so if he can hit the secondary mm-hmm. tools will play extremely well, and I love the athleticism. And there's just a lot to like. I totally agree with you, but man, he's he's the he, the tool the hit tool is very very immature. Um, yeah, there's there's some work required. Uh, Greg Greg Bird, I was disappointed in. Why is that? I, I thought he looked good when I saw him. I think I read a post on Facebook that you thought he was running around gingerly. Maybe he hurt himself because he was not when I saw him. I saw him the first two or three games that he played. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, he seemed to be holding back. And, you know, I, hey, I'm giving him a mulligan because obviously he's reha- rehabbing from that shoulder injury. But it, it didn't seem like he was picking the ball up well at all. Like he was striking after the game I saw. I think he struck out two or three times. Mm. Uh, once, at least once, was on called strikes. Uh, mm. Like I know it's a rehab uh, assignment, and I don't think he's a hundred percent. So I'm going to give him a mulligan. But I was expecting a little bit more 
out of him at at this level, and it just didn't it just didn't happen. Compare and contrast him to Kyle Schwarber. We're going to get to the World Series in a few minutes. A guy who pretty much missed similar time as uh, Greg Bird did, except he didn't look like he lost a step in a league that is ten times more advanced in a in a stage that's a million <laughs> yeah. times more advanced than the AFL. So uh, you kind of sense of how good Kyle Schwarber is. Uh, versus some of these other guys. I mean, that was definitely impressive, but it kind of gives you a, a, a little bit of a sense, Timmy. Guys miss the same amount of time, and one guy's just, like, not missing a beat, and the other guy's struggling. Well, yeah, it uh, definitely it, it elevates your opinion of, of Schwarber and what he managed to do this year. Um, Glaber Torres didn't really impress me, Rich. Oh, like, my gosh, Timmy, really? Oh. That guy's up. Well, uh, that guy's really good, I, man. What did he do? What did he do? <laughs> or right. not do? Well, it was more or less or not do. He, it was sort of like when I saw Lindor a few years back. Okay, mm. like everything's there, and hey, I, I like Torres, and I think he's going to be the second baseman in New York fairly quickly. But he just didn't seem, at least to me, all that interested. That's disappointing. That's how how I felt about Verdugo. He looked like he was mailing it in. So, but uh, Glaber Torres, dude, man, that guy's got bat speed. He can field. I I didn't see anything that guy, that cat can't do. Yeah, no, I I think he can do it all. I just, he just disappointed me because I was, it just didn't seem like he was all there. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, Hey, Timmy, as I learned in scout school, man, you, your eyes are what your eyes are. So don't ever, like, look at something, then go back and read somebody else's report or go back and look at the box score and go, I must have been – I must have saw something different. No, you saw what you saw. That's the important thing. So, But uh, the, well, the guy's got some skills, that, man. Oh, yeah, no, definitely he's got some skills. Uh, you know, it sort of reminds me of the uh, the year that I saw Mike Trout, okay? Uh, yeah, he was worn I, out. He was worn out that year. Well, yeah, but, you, you know, you take a look at that, and it's something I, I think you've got to put a grain of salt in the way you evaluate an awful lot of players, mm-hmm. you know, in the AFL. They're coming off long seasons. Uh, you know, when Trout was out here, he, he was tired, and and it really showed, and I learned a valuable lesson there in that, you know, you can't put – too too much stock in what you see at the Arizona Fall League and we all know how Trout worked out and I'm not saying you know Torres or any of these other players I've seen you know it's going to work out anywhere near that level but you got to take things with a grain of salt I think so so that's a good good point so you go there Timmy you're going to spend a whole month there hopefully next year then how do you evaluate these players are you looking for skills are you are you just are you just taking in the game and saying, hey, is this just fun and beautiful? I mean, beautiful weather. I mean, what what kind of evaluations can you make when you – and you rightly point out that the pitching there is poor in general. I mean, yeah, there's Kopech there yep. because he missed some time and Honeywell there because he missed some time. So you get a couple of those guys, but it's not the elite pitchers, but they're definitely the elite bats that are there. So you, you some of the batters are, you know, feet of um, – feasting off of guys who aren't that good. And then some of them are tired, Timmy. I mean, what, uh, how do you evaluate all of that? 
Well, one of the keys for me is, is the same way I evaluate uh, major league players and teams heading into the heading into the season, and it, I've always been big on on the opportunity. And you know where there is opportunity, I think you have to look very very closely. Like you know, you look at a guy like O'Neill, the outfield in Seattle is is barren at best. You know, you look at Miller, and there's a situation in Arizona where there's an opportunity for you know for bullpen arms. And I'm I'm motivated enough like Stubbs. Okay, I I liked a lot. Uh, he, he's got the pedigree and. You know, he's blocked by Castro, who hit, what, 210 last year? You know, where opportunity comes into play, it causes me to look at a little, at some of these players. And, you know, if a kid has got certain, a certain degree of skills or a level of skills, and on the big league roster there's the opportunity, the opportunity exists, I have a tendency to look at those players a little closer. Is that fair? I think that's that's a really good point. I also take a look at I watched a lot of relief pitchers when I was there. I was really focused in on some of the guys who just threw really hard that maybe I'd not heard of as, you know, potential mm-hmm. closers down the road or just I mean the bullpen, right. Tammy, is in the last two years with the Royals and now this year with Cleveland Indians. And let's face it, the Cleveland Indians had no right making it all the way to the World Series, but yet with one starter and an amazing bullpen almost almost, Timmy, came within an inning of winning the whole thing with a really, really good bullpen. So, you know, we've talked about this, Timmy. This is going to – this. The calculus of baseball is going to change right before our eyes because everybody likes to intimidate, intimidate, imitate uh, the thing that works the best. And you've got to believe that these mm-hmm. bullpens are going to be built up very, very quickly. Oh, most most definitely. Anytime something happens in our game that is successful, hey, bring out the wagon because everybody's jumping on it. And uh, that's a great that's a great approach to looking at the. 673 relief pitchers that are in the Arizona Fall League. If you catch a guy who's got, you know, 96-plus velocity, that's generally a pretty good sign that he might end up at the big league level a little bit closer than, say, or a little bit sooner, say, than Tyler Rogers with his 82-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, absolutely, Tammy, and I think that's that was one of the takeaways that I when I went there looking for just guys who throw hard and knowing that they could right. be you know in the major leagues. And from our game, uh, I think our game, as you've always articulated, is going to change very quickly to a bullpen uh, of approach because I think I think it's just all going to to change. I mean, and, and Andrew mm-hmm. Miller might be a top three bullpen arm. And he's going to get more holds, potentially more holds than he does saves next year. And you as an owner of that are going to go, oh, I don't understand this. This isn't fair. So you know that the bullpen uh, uh, stat's going to come. And I think you need to be aware of some of these guys that throw hard, have a chance to strike out pitchers. And I, I think that's one of the things you can really pick up in the Arizona Fall League. Well, yeah, there, there's a reason that uh, I wanted to go with saves and holds in your new Dynasty League, Rich. Yeah, I, I agree, Timmy. And I think I have selected the people for that league, by the way. So uh, I, I, I am sitting on the list. I, I made the selections while I was out in, in the air going, 
uh, I think it was between Delhi and Hyderabad, which is Hyderabad. You probably never heard of. You heard of Delhi. Hyderabad's only got like eight million people in, it, as opposed to Delhi, which has twenty-five million people in it. But uh, and I, I made the final selection, Timmy, and it was it was an awful, awful process. And there's so mm-hmm. many people I wanted to have in the league, and I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm torn because I really feel like I should start another one, but I just can't do it. Some of the best entries that were fun entries didn't make it. Some people who I just liked their entries. They were just, it was, you know, Timmy, when you read somebody's writing, it's just like really sincere. They seem like nice people. And I just couldn't pick mm-hmm. everybody. And that's what stunk. Well, you know, Rich, uh, we are going to be running some redraft leagues, right? Yep. Would it be fair to maybe have some of those names available for those redraft leagues? Yeah, maybe I will a... choose. Maybe I'll choose from then and just uh, yeah, and just go after and say, hey, let's start up some redraft leagues. That's a really good idea, Timmy. So well, let, let yeah. me let, let me noodle that one some. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's got to be tough. I I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be in your shoes making making some of those decisions because. There are, you know, I, you you sent a couple my way to, to read, and it was like, wow. Like, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> just the guy wow. Has to, the ones I sent, I was like, this guy has to be in. I mean, it's like, how can you not how can you not pick this guy? But there was others, Tim, that were just about as good. It, it was it was remarkable, right? And for all I know, everybody was lying to me, <laughs> telling their story. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, they, they had me convinced. And it was funny, Tim. I actually... <laughs> Not only that, I kind of got it down to maybe 30 or 40 people, and I literally went off and checked social media to check these people out. And for the most part, I could validate a lot of the stuff they were saying. Like, you know, like people would say, hey, I'm a school teacher. So I would go out and check their Facebook page. Sure enough, they were a school teacher. And so it was, you know, hey, I, I contribute to the Facebook page. You go out and read their posts, and they seem cogent and, you know, like night psychopaths. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, well, this this guy – this isn't one of the guys that's going to be in the league. So uh, so the list will be going out, Timmy. And I selected everybody. I kept you out of it because I, I, if, if people want to hate somebody, I want them to hate me, not you. So, Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I, I'm a Canadian. We, we can share the love and share the hate, Rich. I, I've got no problems <laughs> with that. Then it was, I mean, some like, you know, how, jury diving. How am I going to say no to him, right? I mean, the guy like... Did the done for yeah, dinner, a done like dinner T-shirt. He's he's done all the graphics. He's never asked for a pin. How can you not let him in the league, right? So I mean, there's certain like Alan Servina spends his entire life on that Facebook page, and keeping everybody entertained. And how can you not allow him to be in the league? I mean, so there was some that were just like didn't matter what their entry were, you had allowed these guys into the league. So it it was tough, really, really tough. Well, yeah, you know, both both individuals you've mentioned have contributed in such a huge way. You know, J- Jory, I I remember the two of us talking last spring, and when Jory said he was going to run the site leagues and put it all together, I remember the two of us bantering back and forth, and you know, we thought he was crazy. Jory, know what he? <laughs> yeah, did he know what he's getting into? Yeah. Like man, he is going to see names uh, like he ain't never seen in his life, and you know what? He put it all together. He ran it, and it it it, it was like gold. Uh, you know, I, I'm still I'm still shaking my head to some extent, really, like in a good way that 
he managed to get that get it done. I I know you would if you would have asked me to do that, Rich. As good of friends as we are, yeah, I would no. have been out of the country. Okay, <laughs> not not available. Uh, something would have come up. Okay, I, it, that's that's an amazing feat he pulled off. It really is. Hats off to you, yeah. Harry. Yeah. So so, but the, I did purposely, Tim put people in the league who I had never heard of, right? So I wanted to make sure it wasn't yeah. just the good old boys who made it in, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so this, so I want to read one of these and because uh, I, uh, I thought, I, to me, it was funny. Uh, his entry, his name is Aaron Adam Adamovich, Adam, A-D-A, Aaron Adamovich. So I'm assuming it's, it's almost like two first names. So, uh, so here's his Adamovich. Entry, Adamovich, yes. Okay. Adam, I guess that would be it, Adamovich. I, I, I guess it is. I don't know. So first, so here's his entry, Timmy. First off, Tim can't be the only Canadian in this league. So that so first of all, he knows Canadian. That's, that's usually sucking up, Timmy. If you say you're Canadian, you have a chance to get in the league. For real, though, I eat, mm. sleep, and breathe baseball. I'm constantly researching and listening to as many podcasts as possible. That was actually a negative, Timmy. We like people who only listen to our podcasts. Well, you know what, because... Hey, we're never wrong, right? That's right, exactly. I have played fantasy baseball on CBS for 10 seasons, five as a commission. My funniest story is years ago during an in-person draft, I was at an Easter dinner and had to take several bathroom breaks to call on my picks. After a dinner, I went home because I had a migraine. And what I really did instead is I went to the draft. Please don't tell my wife. Now, to me, to me, that's that's pretty funny. Now, whether it's true or not, but can you imagine like feigning yourself? Oh, I got a migraine. I go home, and then you go right out the back door and around the corner to somebody to a real draft. To me, that's cool stuff. So I, I laughed and I thought it was very very funny. So I let him into the league, Timmy. Yeah, and and you know what? We need international, some international representation. Well, well done, <laughs> and well done to you, Adam. I would have just, uh, you know, because with my history, I know Kathy would have just checked to make sure what I happened to be doing. I could never get away with something like that. So, hey, good for you, Adam. So, hey, if you can get away with stuff like that, that's good. So I never heard of Adam, and uh, and I don't know why, Timmy, his story resonated with me. It just did. And there was others that were not funny at all. It just was passionate kind of. Hey, I'm all in. Uh, I've been playing a long time. And some people, quite frankly, didn't listen to me. I got one entry that told me how good, he, how good this player was. And I'm great. I win every league. I played in a lot of other uh, podcast leagues. I win all those leagues. I'm great. I'm like, dude, didn't you hear <laughs> what we said? It doesn't matter if you're good. I want to hear the passion in there. So, And some people use lots of expletives to me. That that's not me. Mm. So they didn't get it. So there was some easy cuts out there, uh, but there was so many mm-hmm. that were really really good. So um, if you uh, hopefully Monday or Tuesday you will find out if you're in the league. And I apologize to everybody who did not make it. Trust me. I, I please continue to listen to our show. We'll try to make it up to you somehow, some way. If maybe getting into um, some listener leagues, we'll we'll figure it out. Sounds great, Rich. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting some new people and playing the game with some people I haven't played with and having some fun with it. Uh, you know, I, I, it, I, I didn't have a real great year last year. A whole bunch of seconds and thirds, but not my usual, not my usual type year. So, you know, maybe you know some fresh new 
players can can elevate my game to a higher level, Richard. Is that being too cocky? Yeah, a little, a little cocky, Timmy, but but we love you anyway. So Timmy only only wins second and third, guys. So it's a down year for the great Tim McLeod. So we will when we get back, Timmy. We'll let's talk let's talk World Series. Sounds good. You okay? Oh my word, Tim! We've been talking for forty-five minutes. I, I, whew. so <laughs> lots of stuff for Tim and his 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 uh, antics out in Arizona. Uh, Timmy, uh, the the World Series. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I mean, I think it's safe to say maybe the most entertaining World Series I know I've ever seen. The last game was insane. I don't know how much of that you got a chance to watch, but it was drama like you've never seen before enhanced by the fact that it involved a team who had not won in 108 years another team had not won since 1948 how many years that is and uh, to me Timmy I if if you like another sport more than baseball after watching that there's you got a problem Timmy because that that is the epitome of drama and what sports is all about it I won't say they're the best played games, but the best drama in three and a half, four hours, those games took the play. It seemed like it went by in an instant. I just thought it was incredible. Yeah, it it was. And the next time that I hear somebody say to me, baseball's boring, I'm going to say, like, maybe watch game seven and watch it twice uh, and and you'll change your tune. Baseball is not boring. It was an amazing series, an amazing seventh game. Hey, you know what? And Jason Hayward with his pep talk, uh, I guess, earned his 180 million bucks or whatever, right? I mean, who? I mean, first of all, Jason Hayward, from everything I've always heard, is a quiet type. The fact that he, mm-hmm. during that rain delay, got everybody into a weight room, and you can kind of get the visualization, Tim, all these barbells hanging around and these sweaty men who are huffing and puffing in there, and Jason Hayward, who doesn't say anything anyway, is sitting there basically giving them a pep talk, and everybody else starts you know, talking about how they're feeling and what they need to do and so forth. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it helped or not, but Timmy, they came out firing and uh, they wound up winning. So, congratulations to Jason Hayward, and who would have thunk it? Yeah, you know, hey, congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, you know that that was way, way too long in happening, and I'm very happy for their fans. Uh, Cleveland, hey, you 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 can't hang you can't hang your head. Your your team played incredibly well, uh, not only well in this environment in the playoffs this year but you know they also managed to to shape things to come I think in the world of baseball with their approach to starting pitching the bullpen etc etc and you know it 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 reaffirmed to me and the options have been picked up for Francona now that I really think Francona is one of the top two or three uh managers in, in in the game today i i wasn't nearly as impressed with joe madden at all uh you know uh, hey the mic the micromanaging got a little bit too much and i i think that uh he's very fortunate that they did win or else the, there would have been a lot of blame i think thrown his way 
Yeah, I mean, I think Terry Francona showed a bit more creativity in the process than Joe Madden did. Uh, but, I mean, his guys were tired, too. I mean, let's face it, Aroldis Chapman was, mm. was spent. And he was spent, oh. uh, started in the uh, NLCS where he was hittable, and uh, we know he's not hittable. as a guy, Timmy, that can pitch one inning. It's always been that mm-hmm. way when he was in Cincinnati. That's why he wasn't a starter, because he couldn't pitch exactly. multiple innings. And remember, they went pitching for early on in his career back-to-back because he was really ineffective on the second go-around. So, I mean, I think, does that hurt his free agency next year? I, it could, uh, because it sure didn't seem to bother Andrew Miller. Uh, and uh, the stuff is not quite as nasty as uh, Aroldis Chapman, but it's 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 plenty nasty enough. So, to me, uh, I think that the kind of you bring up a philosophical point that what Cherry Francona did will be much more transformational from an on the field stuff. How he used that bullpen, how he was able to take a pitching staff that was basically Corey Kluber and a bunch of middle relievers and turn them into a world champion almost, and how good Theo Epstein is and how he put that team together. To me, those were the two things because Joe Madden was almost like he had enough talent there to win. It was all about Theo Epstein and what he did in building that team and building that team the right way. But what Terry Francona did, I think, will change the way that, that baseball is managed at least over the next five to ten years. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. You know, I I, I said a, a number of years ago, you know, when Madden first came to, to Chicago, you know, if he can win them a World Series, series, they'll build them a statue out in front. Well, they won't, but they will build one of Theo Epstein. There is no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. He might be Timmy, the greatest um, general manager ever. I mean, this is a guy who not only one in Chicago, but also one in Boston. I mean, I mean, two loser franchises. Again, there's luck in losing that much. I get it, Timmy. But this is a guy who basically won in two places that were deemed you know, the, the, the goat and the curse of the Bambino. He, he destroyed both of those ridiculous myths and won in both towns. And he has nothing left to prove. I mean, it's just drop the mic and walk off the stage. Well, yeah, I, I would imagine Cleveland's trying to probably right now entice him to head, head, <laughs> head just just a little bit uh, a little bit further uh, east, east and south. Yeah, just a little further east and south to to, to set. To, but I, you know, hey, I think the I, Cleveland Indians got stuff going on. Just a couple of thoughts on some yeah. players, Timmy. Kyle Schwarber. I remember we mentioned him before. I mean, how good is this guy going to be? Well. I still have the same concerns that I've always had with Kyle Schwarber. I think he is going to be an incredibly good baseball player with the bat. But, you know, hey, as an outfielder, man, I know you can't trade him to the AL, and I know the DH ain't coming to the NL, but he is a DH, isn't he, Rich? Or a first baseman. And in Chicago, you got you got... You got Rizzo there, so he ain't moving to first base anytime soon, is he? Yeah, but throw him in left field, Tim. He'll be fine in left field. He's not completely unathletic. By the time three or four years passes, maybe, uh, maybe he he then goes into first base, and Rizzo is you know after he plays through his 
I don't, I don't know. There's something that's probably out there, but I think there's a lot of value with Kyle Schwarber before they have to decide what to do. And maybe so. So he's two years now. So he's got, uh, I think, four to five more years left in Chicago, and that might be just enough that they squeeze all the value of him being in the outfield. And then they let him go to free agency, and he goes to an AL team. It comes David Ortiz. I think that's the kind of upside he has. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a great hitter, and it's going to be very interesting to see where he where he goes off the board next year. But I'm 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 thinking fourth round, maybe fifth. It'd be very, very interesting, and I'm assuming he's, I guess he's still going to have catcher eligibility. I don't know how how those portals are going to work, and because he only played one game. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that does shake down. I know in Yahoo, he'll be available at shortstop, uh, catcher, third base, <laughs> and outfield. Yeah. But but in more serious leagues. Uh, I don't know if they'll go back two years as far as uh, and you know as far as his eligibility for this year is. But if he is eligible at catcher, uh, that boosts him up a sizable amount. I think he would. Yeah, he, he yeah, he'd be a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to be the first catcher off the board in all probability, yeah. or no worse than second or third, depending on what you know what happens with Posey and uh, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, the way. Um the way the CBS is supposed to work is if you don't, if you don't have enough um, eligibility in any one position like Kyle Schwarber does, then you take the one that he has the most eligibility in, which is going to be outfield. Cause again, he got hurt in the first game, right. which was one outfield position. So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's where he's going to be. And he will not be catcher eligible though. So, but you know, I think that's probably going to be something they debate because it, it would have a significant difference if he is catcher eligible, and I don't know, Timmy, if they even put him behind the plate next year. I I don't think they do. I don't think there's any real purpose to it. Uh, you know, after the after the surgery, you know, they got a, they got a good catcher in Chicago. Uh, they got a potentially uh, a great catcher in Contreras. Uh, no, Schwar Schwarber's an outfielder. I. I the only I I can't even see him catching uh, in practice in spring training. I don't think they'll even put him behind the plate. It won't. It just won't happen, Rich. Two more thoughts about catchers, Timmy. Did you hear what Miguel Montero said? He he was disappointed that he didn't play as much, and just the, he said the championship didn't mean as much to him because he didn't get a chance to play as much. Even though ultimately he he hit that massive home run that swung mm-hmm. that that uh, Dodgers series around if you recall that, and then he basically hit the winning run-in. He had the winning run-in, and yet he was disappointed that he didn't get a chance to play much, which I kind of get, but it's like, dude, come on. Like, there's, there is no I in team, as they would say. Yeah, my my first thought was, Miguel, dial 1-800-WAH and talk to somebody who cares. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Timmy, now, I, I, I kind of mean this seriously here. Should... Should John Lester give uh, David Ross, what, 10% of his salary, 20% of his salary? If you watch that game when the little dribbler was hit out front, I mean, poor David Ross at 38 years old, or however old he is, is having to try to make the crazy play because John Lester refuses to do anything except pitch the ball. He doesn't field his position because he's afraid to throw to first base. He doesn't throw to first base because – you know he's a you know as as a pickoff move or anything, 
just because he's afraid. Mm. I mean, at some point, Timmy, don't isn't this like a big time problem? I I think at some point in time, yeah, it's it's going to be exploited in the fairly well. What did Rajay D- Davis? What was his one lead? Wasn't it somewhere close to forty five feet? It was crazy, Timmy. I, this, most of those guys were halfway to second base, and they still got thrown out. I, I don't even understand how they got thrown out. A couple of guys got thrown How is that possible? Um, the shock of that big of a lead caused them to not be motivated enough to to actually give it 110%. That's the only thing I can I can figure. But, you know, hey, I, I guess the Cubs are prepared to live with the fact that John Lester is going to stand on the hill and he's going to throw the ball. And if 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 he throws to an ERA of three, do they care? He's going to win games. It, it's going to look ridiculous at times, but it, is it a real big concern for the Chicago for the Chicago Cubs as long as he's pitching well? Now, if Lester starts going into the tank and struggling, then it's going to become an issue, right? Yeah, for sure. It's just that one play, Timmy, was you know when Lester came in and the, the little dribbler was hit. And and I'm, I, if I'm if I'm um, David Ross, I'm going seriously. You you couldn't have even attempted to go over and get the ball. <laughs> it's like <laughs> well, like. <laughs> Not my job. Uh, not my job. Not my job. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at my job description. Starting pitcher, okay? It doesn't say anywhere about being a fielder. So, uh, no, there's definitely got to be a Rolex or something involved there. It has to be. They've they, they got to do something. So, uh, but, and, and, Timmy, it's just the, the Cubs and that that hitting. It's just and they're so young, and they they really – the only reason that – I think the big reason the Indians had a chance was – I mean, they were so aggressive at the plate. They were swinging wildly. As they mm-hmm. toned down that hit tool, as they become more patient hitters, like, uh, you know, Rizzo's probably the most patient of all, but he's a little older than those guys. But once Javier Baez learns how to actually, you know, work a count, have a decent approach, and the same with Addison Russell and, and these guys, that's going to be – it's going to be almost impossible to get through that line of turn that line over three, three times. I, that's going to be an extraordinarily difficult uh, lineup to get through at the highest, at the biggest stage at the highest level. Well, yeah, the, there's no, you take a look at Bryant, how old's Bryant? He's got learning to do. He, he's a young, he's a young player. And I, I don't think Bryant is maxed out on his potential and Contreras behind the plate. And like you said, Addison Russell, what, what do you have? 95 RBIs this year. And, yep. and he, very quietly, it, it was almost unnoticed, uh, except by the you know the serious follower, followers of the game that he had such a good season. And you know the Cubs, they got a lot of talent. They're going to be a strong team for a while, Rich, and that's good. I know it is, and uh, it's interesting because they they need pitching, but they're going to have their three guys coming back next year, and John Lackey, who is pretty good for right. So there's a you know, there's a good chance that those guys go right back and uh, and and try to defend, and then and then I think Arietta is going to be a free agent in 2018, which my guess is they don't resign him. But guess what? Everybody's going to be available in 2018. That's the big draft class. So all of a sudden, right. they're inexpensive. You know, they've got uh, lots of money to spend, and I think they go out in the free agency and 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 sign a couple more pitchers, and it could be good for a very very long time. Well, yeah, they let Hamels go, I believe. They didn't pick up his option, if I'm not mistaken. And that Mike Montgomery, they're going to slot. They're going to slot him into the fifth spot. 
into the fifth spot, I believe, heading into next year, fourth, fifth spot. And I, that's, I think that's a solid move. I, I always like Mike Montgomery, Timmy, when he's coming up. And uh, it'd be a guy that, you know, I would take a gamble on because, let's face it, I mean, uh, yeah, who, who, uh, um, Arietta was not, was nothing before he got to, hmm. we got to Chicago and became the Cy Young. And, yeah, I know he didn't pitch as well this year, but, man, he looked dominant in that second game uh, against Cleveland this year. Well, yeah, and you take a guy like Montgomery, even if he pitches, say, to a four-ERA, he could still win 20 games, right? <laughs> there, there's a chance of that, Timmy. So, Aroldis Chapman, I don't think we'll be back, correct? I don't think so, no. No, he's he's going to go out there to the uh, to the highest bidder. Did you hear the news on Familia, by the way? Yeah, he got arrested for domestic, or not arrested, I guess he was arrested for uh, domestic violence, so that ain't good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Addison Reed is still in the in the Cubs organization, but that would be a guy that I would be investing in, Tim. Well, yeah, I, I think if you're projecting your stats for Familia heading into next year, I would go with uh, uh, five-sixths uh, of a full season. How's that? Yeah, I was going to say half at best. I mean, we'll have to see how it all shakes out if he truly gets, you know, um, a sentence or whatever. There's there's plenty of time for that to, to come down. But, uh, I mean, obviously with Jose Reyes and uh, Roldis Chapman even, I mean, the, you know, the hammer came down fairly hard on those guys last year, and I would assume it would come down fairly hard on Familia. Well, yeah, I think they set a precedent with Chapman at a month. So yeah. I can't see where they're going to, you know, deviate from, from that precedent now that they've set it. Yeah, well, Jose Reyes was half a year, Tim. So, I mean, it, it can get a lot worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It could be worse. I I'm I'm just looking at I'm just looking at one month for starters. How's that? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's yeah, definitely one month for to, as a as a bogey. But you have to remember, Aroldis Chapman never got arrested, if I recall, and his his mm-hmm. girlfriend wife, I think, did not press charges and they could never really you know, kind of tie anything down there, and he only got the one month. Uh, so if this becomes, you know, truly a, an indictment of something, then you know, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more severe than a month. But but we'll see. Yeah, no, I I don't I I, I support that one. So Tim, you, know, you didn't ask me, but was was Tim Tim Tebow? Oh, Tim Tebow, that's right. Did you get a chance to see Timmy Tebow? Yes, I did, and my assessment is that he's definitely no Michael Jordan. How's that? <laughs> I never get, I never get, a, did get a chance to see Michael Jordan play uh, baseball. But uh, so, what did you think? Is is? Uh, I mean, I was, I thought I was fair on him, Timmy. I, I don't think he'll ever make it to the major leagues. But what is your assessment? The one thing that it, it my, <laughs> I, I liked your assessment. It and and it fit. You know. Uh, I admire the guy for giving it a go, but one of the things that came to mind r- r- right away when I when I saw him and I and I, you know, he was up in one situation with the bases loaded and the center fielder was maybe 50 <laughs> feet behind second base. Oh, that's bad, okay. man. That's bad. That's like that's like a hey, I, game. I, come on in, come on in. The girls up. Come on in, come on in. It's like that's not good. Yeah, you know, he hit the ball. He hit the ball fairly hard three times, three ground outs, I believe that game. Wow! But what it what it, what it what it said to me, and you know, when I, when I looked at him on the field and compared him to others, you know, baseball you 
you might not have to be per se the most most athletic, but there is a baseball type body, and he doesn't have it. Not not it's, anywhere close to it, Rich. And yeah. it, it looks uh, like a football player, it, Timmy. It, he does. He looks like a middle linebacker heading heading down to first base. And yeah, the speed. Did is you see him good. run like swinging? His, swing, did you see him swinging his arms side to side? It was. Uh, I don't know if you got a oh. chance to see that at all. It's, well, yeah, the you know the first first baseman. Okay, he, he you know he caught the throw from the middle infielder, and he was right out of there, right? <laughs> he was, <laughs> you know, he he, he wasn't sticking around anywhere close to first base. But yeah, you know, I, I admire him for giving it a giving it a go. But it it just sort of reminded me that you know baseball isn't the easiest game in the world to play. It really isn't. It takes no. a lot of years and a lot of practice and a lot of skills that are are dominant to the sport of baseball. You know, in its entity, in in its entirety of of its own self, Rich. And for somebody who you know might be an excellent football player or uh, basketball player, you know, the the skills are different. And I I think not enough people maybe appreciate the fact that you you just I, you just can't take a football player and make him into a baseball player or a basketball player. It's uh, it's it's a long grind. Like I said, hey, I I admire him for what he's doing, but you know, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, it kind of gives you how impressive Bo Jackson was, how impressive Deion Sanders was. These guys oh. that did not really devote their full time to baseball, particularly Bo Jackson. I mean, Bo Jackson was an all star. Yep. I mean, imagine if he would have mm-hmm. devoted his entire. Uh, career to baseball, he could have been one of the greatest players ever. And it's a hard game to play. And it, it, the separator is the hit tool. We were talking about Anthony Alford. I mean, Anthony Alford mm-hmm. was a football player. And uh, he's mm-hmm. just recently come over as a full-time baseball player. So we do need to give this guy a chance. But if that athleticism, if those guys get their hit tool down, which is the hardest tool to accomplish, that's what separates yep. the really good players from the bad players. And I just don't see Tim Tebow having that skill. I mean, he's 29 years old. There's just too much time has passed and you need those repetition and repetition after repetition. That's really hard. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's, it's a different world. It's not a football world. It's a baseball world. And, you know, Hey, uh, it, it was different. You know, he was giving it a hundred percent, uh, but no, I I don't see it happening, Richard. Yeah. Timmy, we're going to just end off with a couple of uh, next week. We really start to pound it with uh, fantasy baseball talk. These these next week, this is kind of a dead week uh, after the World Series, mm-hmm. and then there's a week before. I think it's on Tuesday when uh, people start declaring their free agencies and qualifying offers. So there's actually something to talk about starting next week and then we can start to ask you know kind of start to look at some fantasy issues that are going on and pretty soon we're going to be ranking players and you know looking at ADPs and all that stuff is coming but just a couple of uh, news articles came up this week Timmy I just wanted to get your feedback on and one of them involved a trade where the Los Angeles uh, Angels picked up Cameron Maben who if he could ever stay healthy would be a really good player for Victor Alcantara, who was a bummer for me, Timmy, because he was one of the few guys that was in that I actually had written up as a top ten player in the Angels organization. So I have no <laughs> idea. I, I got to find another guy to replace him. But uh, I guess the big question becomes about the Detroit Tigers. One, are they going to start 
getting rid of some of their players? Because this looked like a salary dump. Because, I mean, Victor Acontra may be a middle reliever. Uh, I think Cameron Mabing's got a little bit more skills than that, but he was owed, I think it was 7 or $9 million. So any thoughts of them maybe potentially trading like a Justin Verlander or Miguel Cabrera or Victor Martinez, anybody who maybe they just don't feel like they can afford because that team just is kind of stuck. Well, yeah, I I don't think you can rule anything out, Rich, right now. Uh, definitely, uh, I, I think the money came into play, and it it does give one pause to look at. You know, maybe maybe it's time to move on Verlander. You got K Rod. Uh, there's some older players, and uh, you know, from from a fantasy uh, perspective, you, you, all of a sudden a guy like uh, Jacoby Jones might become a little bit more interesting. He does, Timmy, because uh, I mean that's the logical in-house solution for Cameron Maven is Jacoby Jones. And and the reason I say would they start selling off their older players, when's the last uh, champion in baseball that's been a bunch of old guys playing? It just doesn't happen anymore. Look what the Yankees did when they got rid of A-Rod and they you – know, now Teixeira is gone. But they started to promote some of their young kids, and people got excited about the team. The team performed better. Look what the Cubs just did. Look at what the, mm-hmm. quite frankly, the, um, the the Indians are a fairly young team as well. And you go to the, the Astros and on and on and on it goes with all these young teams that are out there. And say what you want about the Los Angeles Dodgers. They do have some older players. But that core nucleus coming up of Corey Seager, those are the, the players that are going to take them to the promised land. So it, it's definitely shifting. And I'm wondering if the Tigers and some other teams are going – We've got all these 30-plus-year-old players there. We need to start making some moves. Well, yeah. Isn't 27 the new 30 and 30 is the new 35? I think I think 25 is the new 27. I think you're starting to see players like a Chris Bryant come into their own age 23, 24 years old. All of a sudden, they're, they're full stride at 25 years old. And, uh, you know, and look at Jason Hayward. He's over the hill. He's 28 years old. Well, yeah, I, I remember, you know, it was standard fair to say that, you know, you look at your peak power years, okay, you know, at twenty nine thirty, somewhere in that range, right? Well, I, I don't think we can look at our at our game and the real game from quite that perspective anymore. Uh, you know, teams are getting younger, players are moving into the system quicker, and you know, well, hey, Kendrys Morales, there, there's an, there's another situation that yeah, he had a pretty good year, and I believe his option was eleven million, and the Royals Royals aren't uh, aren't interested. No, they declined it, Timmy, and uh, which was a little surprising. Uh, 30 home runs. Now, again, talk about 30, 30 being a new 35. I mean, last year, 20 home runs was a good season. Now, if you didn't hit 30 home runs, I'm not even interested in talking about the player, Timmy. But Kendrick Morales, if you recall, because I know you owned him in town, got off to a terrible start, still wound up with yep. 263 batting average, 30 home runs. If you recall, way back several years ago when Tony was on the show, remember – he said the last player to hit 30 home runs in, in Kansas City was, was it Balboa? Not Rocky uh, Balboa. Balboa. Balboni. I think he's 32 home runs. Steve Balboni, yeah. Yeah, was the last player. Balboa. It's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Balboni uh, was the last guy <laughs> yeah. to hit. Uh, 
was the last guy to hit 30 home runs in Kansas City, and here Kendrick Morales is doing. He's he's out on his he's out on his ear. Well, yeah, I, I remember Balboni clearly. He was he, he, Matt Adams looks good beside him, body type. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, hey, Timmy, we're, we're going to talk a lot about power because, and, and I'm not sure we have the answers, but we people want to know what we have to say about it. And the question is, do you assume, you know, the all these guys that hit 25 plus home runs, do you assume that they're going to hit 25 plus home runs, or do you feel like it's going to regulate down five to seven home runs and start to settle in somewhere around 18 to 20 home runs is what you should be looking at for that hit 20 home runs last year. Well, you know, knowing that Major League Baseball didn't change the ball this year, uh, how do you how do you react moving forward? It, it's going to be very very interesting. But uh, I know from what I've seen early on, I I'm not waiting on speed. Uh, it, it ain't it ain't it ain't going to happen. I uh, I can see Trey Turner elevating his status to mid first round, mid to late first round. How's that sound? I totally agree with you, Timmy. And I remember I tried to get Madison Bumgarner for Trey Turner in one of our dynasty leagues. I'm so glad I didn't make that move. I mean, this was back before we started to figure out, before Trey Turner turned out to be Trey Turner, and before we realized that, oh, my gosh, everybody's hitting 25 home runs. So that was a – that was. I'm glad – I think it was Ian who turned that deal down. I'm glad, I'm glad he had turned that deal down. <laughs> Well, if you happen to want Jake Arrieta from him, uh, from me, I can probably work something in DL too. I'm that type of guy, Rich. I'll go the extra I mile know, for you. I know. The other guy, the other guy that I want to talk about is Colin, uh, Greg Colin. Timmy, if you recall, was a mm. pretty good closer before he went down uh, with Tommy John surgery, and apparently everybody and his brother is going to go see him uh, in a showcase this week. So it's a guy that maybe fantasy owners should keep on their radar. Oh yeah, most most definitely he should be uh, he should be on the radar because as we mentioned, the game seems to be changing. But they're going to have to do something about quality starts, aren't they? It's like five innings going to be a quality start moving forward, Rich. Yeah, that it's going to be fascinating to me. I think Craig Holland, Craig um, Craig Holland could have some value, and I just think uh, fantasy owners yeah. need to be uh, they, you need to be following this and seeing what his velocity is throwing and see how his. Uh, his uh, secondary pitches are because I think there could be something there. And finally, Timmy is Michael Brantley. Obviously, did not get a chance to partake in the in the festivities here in the fall with the Cleveland Indians. I, I know he's hurt again. Is this a guy that you even consider? Or do you do you draft him next year? What do you, what are you doing with Michael Brantley? Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, that was. I tried to be subtle. How was that, Rich? Yeah, I mean, I, I, right? I mean, he could he could be Michael Brantley again, but you you can't take that gamble. It's been two years now. Well, it's been two years, and one of my early observations is that outfield could be a rather challenging position to fill heading into next year. Uh, I I don't think it's going to be overly deep, and I haven't done enough mock drafts yet to you know to to state clearly, you know, what I'm seeing. But my initial reaction is that outfield could be a challenge. And how do you go about investing in a player that, you know, we're looking at two surgeries, I believe, now on the shoulder and hasn't played in a year. That could be a a huge reward, but it could also put you in one heck of a hole, too. And 
I don't know if I'm prepared based on the, the shoulder injuries to take that sort of risk. Not where I think he's going to go. I think that's a fine point, Emmy. Uh, and uh, I think you're right. It might be people that also forget about him as well, so you might be able to get him cheaper than you think, particularly mm-hmm. if he's going to start the, the year on the DL again. Well, exactly. Uh, you want you want another name that people should be watching uh, watching out for very, very early to see what happens? I, I got a real good name for you. Go ahead. Uh, a former Colorado Rockies catcher who spent the year in Korea, Willen Rosario, uh-huh. wants to return sure. to Major League Baseball next year. And Didn't he hit like 30 I, home runs or something? Yeah, he had 30, 35 home runs, I think, in Korea, and he spent most of his time catching. Yeah, if you, in, in deeper leagues, uh, uh, pending you know whether or not he actually signs. As a DH backup catcher, I sort of like Willen Rosario. He, he was responsible for a big part of my tout win a few years ago, so I always hold, hold a special spot in my heart for him. But just watch what happens with Rosario over the next couple months. Uh, I, I think he could have some sneaky value. Well, Timmy, I'm going to let you loose because I you know, we, we did the show a little bit early. I'm assuming you've got plans for the evening, so uh, we've gone an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, so uh, I didn't, I didn't want to keep you late. And in fact, I was hoping to keep the show to about an hour, but of course we got to talking about your uh, exploits and, uh, in, in Phoenix for too long, but, uh, but let's wrap it up if you don't mind. So what, what time, what time are you off tomorrow? Uh, we're going to be heading about out at about seven in the morning. We're meeting up with uh, Buck uh, Davidson and his wife. We're going to head out. Uh, we're going to head out for supper as soon as we're off the air, Rich. But I have one quick question. Sure. I what what's your assessment on ketchup versus dill pickle chips? Oh, that's right, Timmy. I completely forgot. So Timmy sent me a care package of everything from um, um, the candy that you got me, Timmy. The uh, uh, oh, the Smarties, which were great, and some other ones that I I, I didn't know what they were. They were different kind of flavor. I haven't eaten them has yet. Your, so. Has your has your has your doctor introduced you to Lipitor yet? Or no, not, <laughs> yet, not yet. Was, was, In fact, I just, it wasn't that bad, eh? I just have actually had just had physical Tim. Everything is good. Cholesterol is good. But so so candies, and then Timmy sent me a whole bunch of different. Um, uh, different kind of chips, and we we taste tested them all the day they arrived, and 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 I'm going to give you my fair assessment here. Tim. First of all, Tim, of all the ones that you sent, which which mm-hmm. do you think I enjoyed the most? I'm going to go with Miss Vicky's or the Hickory Sticks. I'll go Miss Vicky's. Miss Vicky's. So was that the malted vinegar or the sea salt? Uh, that was the sea salt. I just sent you one bag. The salt and vinegar. I sent you a couple. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So the malt. Okay. So so which one do you think would be my favorite? The malt. The malt one. The thicker, crunchy chip. Okay. So um, Tim, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not like the ketchup one. I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. I was really disappointed. I mean, it tasted like ketchup, but it it, it was just it was just okay. I was not a huge fan yeah. of the ketchup. I'm, I don't eat it myself. Uh, my parents <laughs> aren't hurt. <laughs> I'll the, it, it, it's huge with the, with the under-15 crowd, Rich. Kids love the, it. Surprisingly, Tim, I love mm-hmm. the dill-flavored potato chip. I mean, I wish you would have sent me more mm. than one bag of that. That was really, really good. I mean, it, it tasted just like okay. dill pickle. Not just dill, 
it tasted like dill pickle, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought that to me, there was no comparison between dill pickle and uh, ketchup dill one all the way. I'd never had them once before. I thought the dill pickle stuff was great. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. It's another chip. I don't like dill pickle. So it's another one that I don't eat. Rich. So I'm okay, a hickory now, stick sort of guy. Salt and vinegar. Yeah, the hickory sticks are great, Timmy, but I don't see those as pure chips. So I'm going to put them off no. to the side there. Uh, sea salt. Yeah. I've had lots of sea salt chips before. To me, I could eat those by the bag full. I think they're good. But so, mm. but if, if you were to put a gun to my head and all of them that you sent, kind of mm. dismissing the hickory sticks, and I want to dismiss the sea salt again because I've had them so much. I'm going to go with right. that malted vinegar. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. I could see myself getting bored with the dill pickle after a while. I don't think I'd ever get right. bored with the malted vinegar. That was really, really good. Hey, he, Kathy, Rich likes the salt and vinegar. Your favorite. <laughs> that's Kathy's favorite. It well was uh, it it was fantastic, Timmy. And again, I, I would say like like for a my favorite chip was the dill, but the one that I could eat mm. bag after bag after bag would be the malted vinegar. If that makes any level of sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 makes total sense. I I just wanted to 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 let you have a, a chance to try some something different. Uh, Native, native to good old Canada. I'm glad you enjoyed them, Rich. Uh, my, one of my biggest concerns was sending them. Uh, if they sent them air, the air pressure might cause them to pop open. And when you opened it, I could just see this six empty bags and potato chips flying all over the place. So I, I'm glad that didn't occur. Uh, no, Timmy, it was great. And I saw uh, the shipping costs probably was more than the actual product. So I appreciate you doing that because I saw how much it cost to actually mail it. I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure this was more than the actual product. So thank you so much. Timmy. About, three was... t- about three times, Rich. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm standing at the post office and she says, is, is this hazardous? And I said, well, you know, me being the smart aleck that I am, I, well, if you eat enough of them, I guess they are. And she says, what? I said, well, I'm just sending some, some chips and some snacks to a friend of mine. Well, yeah, I guess we have to put that under as sort of like a, a fragile hazardous sort of thing. So really? uh, I don't know if that boosted the, boosted, yeah, it boosted the it cost had of fragile, shipping. It had, fragile, but, it had fragile on it when it, it got, when it got uh, mailed to me. So it had fragile. So I thought that was because – because Lori said, "What is this?" Like, well, I know exactly what this is. You know, it's like, why is it? Why is this fragile? Like, I got it. And we, it was, it was, it was a great evening, Timmy. Just enjoying all the potato chips, and then, and then for for the next week or so after that, till we destroyed them all. Well, good, good. That that was the intent. I have some fun with it, Richard. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad they made it all there in many pieces, if that makes sense. Yeah, it did, Timmy. So, uh, so I, as you know, Timmy, I was I was off this week. I was in India, and I survived that. It was uh, grueling Good. as always. Fifteen hours there, sixteen hours back. We flew into oh. Delhi, Timmy. I don't know if you've heard anything about Delhi. It's been in the news this week. The pollution is so bad there. They shut down the school systems because they they don't want any children getting out. I've never. I don't know how a modern society can operate in that manner. Timmy, you land and you're not even out of the airplane and it smells like soot. And literally just walking around outside the hotel, 
you couldn't see mm-hmm. more than it was like a huge thick fog. It was disgusting. Yeah, that that's that that's crazy. It really is the damage uh, that that does has to do to one's lungs. But I flew into Delhi once and had to have you know pastrami. It was excellent. But that's the closest <laughs> I'll ever come to flying into Delhi. Yeah. <laughs> So I actually have a guest, the player, and then we're going to get off the air. So this is kind of a fun thing. So when okay. I was when okay. I was there, I mean, they kind of did a, a roast of me. Uh, so okay. it's one of the events, and you know, like the big boss comes, and they were asking me all these mm-hmm. somewhat embarrassing, quite embarrassing to them. It wasn't very embarrassing. Like, you know, I don't even want to mm-hmm. get into what the. It, it was just like silly kind of stuff. But then, of course, it wasn't. They, it wasn't Dean Martin. They wasn't that caliber. No, it wasn't that caliber at all. But then there was no got Boston Brooks or <laughs> No, no. It was uh you know, it's just like what team do I like better than the next team? So it was one of those kind of things. So yeah. you know, all the teams are there, okay. products are there. Which one do I like better? So I had to ch- and you know, you you could not pick one, so you know, so it was that like work kind of funny yeah. humor, I guess. It was stupid. But anyway <laughs> so so I, I I came was able to come up with something uh clever there. But um but one thing they said is if uh, if I had a guitar in front of me, what song mm-hmm. would I play? And um, mm. which I thought was kind of okay. So it means there's a guitar coming up here. And Timmy, yeah, having moved, I haven't played a whole lot in the last four months. So my my right. question to you, and as soon as I get the the guest to play, you'll never guess this, but to see a wild ass guest from your standpoint, I was a guitar was given to me. And I had to quickly mm-hmm. play a song. What song did Rich grab out of his ass and start playing? Well, you know what? I'm going to say it's a song that you've loved since you started playing guitar many years ago. Uh, with with a little bit of Canadian content in there. I'm going to go with a song by Moxie. How's that? Ah, I should have done that, Timmy. No, I did not play that because the last song I had played at home... Before I actually mm-hmm. before I actually got on the airplane, so I was had my guitar mm-hmm. out and I was playing "You Shook Me All Night Long" by ACDC. So that was the last all song three, I had in my three, head. All three, three bar chords, Rich. Well, you know, there were more open chords. I had to play the beginning, but played the solo as well, Timmy. So, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so good I, stuff, I did good the, stuff. I, I, did, I did the not, intro. Not, not, not shunning your not shunning your talents, but I would expect. To, you know, it's not the song. I, I, I would never guess that you'd ever play any ACDC because of a lot of the simplicity to it. And now that I've offended oh everybody gosh. in Australia, I mean, continue. Are you kidding me? ACDC, I mean, it's a classic, classic band, Tim. I mean, it's just, I mean, the, the uh, Agnes Young, the, the uh, Angus Young, the, 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 um, the tone that he gets out of his guitar is amazing. I mean, it's just, it's just raw power. So, and the solos are quite okay. easy and, you know, it, it sounds like yeah. you're really know what you're doing, but, uh, it stuff's pretty easy to play. So that's, that's what came to mind to me was, you, and I figured as I was, as all, would they, would some of these guys know this song? I didn't think anybody would, and nobody would know what Moxie is, but there was a chance ACDC being <laughs> kind of the band they are. And sure enough, some people were singing it along. So it was actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I was a I was a big fan back in the seventies. I put their first album as soon as it hit the streets in Canada, and uh, after about nineteen eighty, somewhere I lost. It was sort of like status quo. I don't know if you've ever heard of status quo. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know the you know what. 
four bar boogie bands. Uh, they were a lot. They were a lot of fun. But eventually, I wanted just a little more. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Status quo. My brother had a status quo album. I think it just on the front cover it just said status quo. I think, if I recall correctly, there was nothing else on the album mm-hmm. cover. Album cover. So whatever that one was, that's the one I'd heard. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, you you got a rousing. Did the, was there any calls for an encore, or did you? Uh, uh, no, I, that was it. I'm, 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 I'm the boss. I just uh, said that's that's it. That's all I got. So, <laughs> and, and off we went to play. They love playing cricket, so off we went to play cricket and uh, do some other fun stuff. But I made it back, and uh, that's it, Timmy. And mm-hmm. that's all my travel. Okay. I actually got to go to I got to go to Atlanta this week just for a day. I'm like at a board meeting tomorrow at 11 a.m. So. It's good. To, board yeah, board it's, meeting yeah. after a week in India—that doesn't sound fair. It's, right? it's not. Life it's isn't not fair, good. is it? There is. Uh, there's only downside risk when you when you present to the board, right? Because <laughs> you can only screw up. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, the the bar is at a certain level where it, there's not going to be a lot of surprises. You're you're not going to woo them. Is that the right way, right way of putting no, it? You no, 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 no. And he woo we, them. Or is, Exactly. So we've we've won so many awards, and some of the stuff we've done has been amazing. And it's just all you can go and is screw screw it up. So so I got to get out of there without uh, screwing stuff up. So that's my goal for tonight is to make sure I've got my uh, my presentation down and that I'm not going to go in and, and muff this thing up for everybody. But anyway, Timmy, it's been a lot of fun. Safe travels back, and uh, I guess we'll see you on Sunday, eight o'clock. Is is next next week at eight o'clock work for you? Yeah, we're going to be home by uh, we're going to be home by Friday, so uh, eight Eastern, uh, seven Central works absolutely fine, Rich. And uh, it, it's been a blast. Uh, glad India was good to you. The board meeting will be a breeze. You'll you'll walk right through it, and you have yourself a good week. Be well. Okay. Be well, Timmy. <laughs>